Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and in episode today that may well be punctuated by the sounds of, of traffic in the background as people return to work in earnest, um, it is time for a PMQ's review. Um, this is the second Prime Minister's questions between the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Boris Johnson, and uh, the leader of the opposition, or the new leader of the opposition, at Sir Keir Starmer. Obviously that first one was of new era with Keir Starmer, was fielded by Dominic Raab, the first secretary, when the Prime Minister was off uh, with the birth of his son, and the second one was last week, so here we are for the second, um, well, for the second Prime Minister's Questions meeting between um, the Prime Minister and Leader of the Opposition. So, um, let's start with something that's becoming a little bit of a, uh, a story where it was raised in today's Prime Minister's Question time. The Prime Minister has been accused of misleading the House over care home advice. So there was a question asked by Sir Keir Starmer, um, said that um, the advice from the government up until the 12th of March said that uh, the advice was that care homes were being told it was very unlikely anyone would be affected or infected by the coronavirus as part of the pandemic. And the Prime Minister said um, that was not uh, the government's advice. Well, it has since become clear that um, the government website did display that advice until the 13th of March, which said, This guidance is intended for the current position in the United Kingdom where there is currently no transmission of COVID-19 in the community. It is therefore very unlikely that anyone receiving care in a care home or community will become infected. So that advice saying exactly the opposite of what the Prime Minister said to the House that it would. Um, and Keir Starmer wrote a letter to the Prime Minister after PMQs and said, At this time of national crisis, it is more important than ever that government ministers are accurate in the information they give. And he expects the Prime Minister to come to the House of Commons at the earliest opportunity to correct the record. Um, this isn't just a, an off-the-cuff accusation to score political points. This was uh, part of a, a more extensive exchange between the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition in uh, Prime Minister's Questions, <coughs> begging pardon, uh, Prime Minister's Questions today, um, all about care homes. Um, and it is also part of this um, well accusation from the opposition that the Prime Minister and the government have been too slow to protect people in care homes. Um, it is... It is staggering that the Prime Minister felt the need to mislead the House on this statement. Um, I hope that it was just a genuine misunderstanding. Um, it would it would be most disheartening if it was not just a misunderstanding. And I believe the Prime Minister will be in the House at some stage over the next day to correct the record. Um, he won't want a black mark hanging over this particular part of his parliamentary record. Um, it is a wider part of this um, Prime Minister's question time. Um, there were a string of questions from the the Opposition about the new guidance and new guidelines. 
Um, Keir Starmer attacking the Prime Minister on those uh, comments on care homes and on uh, on more issues. Um, let me just find my my notes page. Uh, more issues on the the relaxation. Um, let's go back to the very start of Prime Minister's questions, which was just after midday today. Um, and the Prime Minister at the dispatch box. Interesting to note, as I was watching the um, the live footage from the House of Commons, um, just before PMQs began, uh, the, the previous um, engagement in the House, which I believe was Northern Ireland questions, it was either Northern Ireland or, or, or Foreign Office questions, I can't remember which one it was, but the Minister leaving the dispatch box had to walk past the Health Secretary, who was sat on the green benches, and there is no way that those two were two metres apart. Uh, neither of them wearing face coverings. Um, and it, it just, you think, well, how can uh, businesses around the world, uh, around the country be told this is common sense when it's not employed as social distancing in the House of Commons? We've seen the tape on the floor and the markings. But as a minister passes another minister past that dispatch box, there was no way that they were two metres apart. I might be able to try and find a a, a footage, a bit of footage for that, and I'll, I'll see if I can put it on the Instagram page. That's politics.unboxed. But um, it, it just struck me as something you, you didn't expect to see, um, especially as the government saying that everyone should be able to understand this message. Um, now... Back to Prime Minister's question time. That first question was about uh, was care homes, saying the government was too slow to protect people in care homes, and the government is announcing a further £600 million for infection control in care homes. Um, this, now that was obviously the Prime Minister's response to, to those, those accusations. Um, and, well, there was a quote that was used by the Prime Minister in last week's Prime Minister's question times, I believe, by a, a, a Dr. Spiegelhalter. Um, it was used in support of the government last week, and a new quote from a cardiologist, the same cardiologist, Dr. Spiegelhalter, was used in the, uh, in the, uh, the opposition remarks today. Um, he said, patients suspected of having the coronavirus were moved from hospitals to care homes without warning or support. Um, and that is worrying. He also said that they seeded the outbreak in care homes, as in the the transmission of or the discharging of patients from hospitals to care homes essentially planted the virus in um, in these these care homes and and gave them this outbreak, which is worrying. If that is the case. Um, the Prime Minister had a response to the number of discharges from hospitals to care homes went down in March and April and that we had a system, we being the government there, we had a system of testing people going into care homes and that testing is being ramped up. Now, that is slightly at odds with the original um, testing capacity where there were only five tests per care home in, in an early stage of this virus uh, and it's not quite on the same lines as what the government was saying earlier but I'm sure there'll be time to get get back to that at a, a later episode of the podcast perhaps when I go back over and have a look at care homes as a, as a topic in uh, in one of these episodes um, now 
Still on care homes, it was a major focus of the this Promises Question Time from Keir Starmer. Uh, the number of deaths in care homes, sorry, the number of excess deaths in care homes over the last month, so being April, was uh, 18,000, nearly 18,000. That makes it nearly three times the expected rate. I believe it went from eight to 26,000 or somewhere around those two figures. And the Prime Minister was asked how those extra deaths can be explained. Um, and the Prime Minister prevaricated and and uh, and generally did his usual uh, bluster around the questions. He said there was a substantial reduction in infections and deaths in care homes since an action plan came in, but did not uh, particularly have an answer to the leader of the opposition. Um, now, to to continue, um, Keir Starmer was disappointed that the Prime Minister didn't have an answer to those 10,000 unexplained deaths. Uh, and now comes a part of the the well the, the the session which was quite uncomfortable to watch if you're a supporter of the prime minister um, this was when Keir Starmer tackled the government on why it has stopped publishing international comparisons uh, Boris Johnson started off fairly comfortably it was in his in his ballpark Boris Johnson said that the he had been advised comparisons to other countries is premature and that I continue to quote the correct way to make these comparisons is when we have all the excess death totals for all the countries I'm not going to try to pretend to this house that the figures are anything other than stark and deeply horrifying we are getting these numbers down so a bit of a mixed bag within that answer um, but the the leader of the opposition um, well, the leader of the opposition then went on to say uh, a remark along the lines of the international comparison slides have been used for the past seven weeks. And now that the UK, to use a crude phrase, has come to the top of that international comparisons for deaths, they are suddenly gone. So accusing the Prime Minister there of taking away this international comparison, not because it's not the right time to compare, although there is some argument that the international comparison at all, um, but rather accusing him of removing those uh, those slides because the international comparison now does not suit the Prime Minister. Um, they have been there to reassure the public for the last seven weeks and now they are no longer now they are no longer a reassurance to the public, I beg your pardon. Uh, they have been removed. Now the Prime Minister does not seem to be particularly comfortable in dealing with these questions without the support of his backbenchers and the the former director of the crown prosecution service and very experienced barrister kistama does seem to be um, the the dominant force in prime minister's question time at the moment um, whether when the backbenchers are back in to cheer boris johnson's words to cheer the the slogans that he comes out with whether that will change Right now, in the court of public opinion, it seems to be that Keir Starmer is rising. He's now on uh, a more positive approval rating than the Prime Minister. Um, and Keir Starmer continued in this Prime Minister's question time. He was asking the Prime Minister when they will be publishing all of the scientific advice, or the SAGE advice, the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies. Um, and Keir Starmer recognised that the decisions the Prime Minister has made are not easy, but said that to give the public confidence... Can the Prime Minister commit to publishing the scientific advice on uh, on those decisions? And the Prime Minister didn't say 
Um, he didn't say that he, he would immediately. He said, um, all sage advice will be published in due course. And here he comes out with what I believe to be his, his new tactic. If you haven't heard what I believe his tactic is, you have to go back to episode 48 of the coronavirus update section of the podcast. He said, all people can see exactly what we are trying to do. Uh, again, putting it back onto the people to make it harder for the leader of the opposition to attack the government because it is now on the people and making it easier for the government to um, pass any, not to say blame, to pass any uh, stinging questions on to, to other people. Now, Ian Blackford, the Westminster leader of the Scottish National Party, came up next. He gets... I believe three questions as the leader of the, the third largest party in the House of Commons. Uh, the leader of the opposition gets six questions, being the leader of the opposition. Ian um, Blackford was saying there was widespread confusion about the new lockdown rules, saying communication could not have been more disastrous. He went on to accuse the Prime Minister of having shut out devolved administrations, which was rejected by Boris Johnson, saying there has been intense cooperation between the four nations of the United Kingdom. Um, and in a follow-up question, Ian Blackford raised serious concerns about crowding on public transport, accusing the government of putting workers at risk by letting them go to work without guidance on their health and safety. Um, now, that has unfortunately been something that we've had to see in the last day or so, as we've seen footage from tube stations and bus shelters, uh, you name it, on a, on a place of public transport around London and other areas of, of metropolitan transport areas where there have just been crowded tube stations and crowded buses and the public transport network is not ready for social distancing. So that's a, a, a really serious question and it could risk a second peak. Now the Prime Minister said that the government wants additional services and proper marshalling at stations to keep people apart. But if employers aren't being quite so... Um, how do we put this... Uh, understanding of the difficulties in social distancing within transport and expect their workers into work. If the government isn't explicitly saying that they will back these workers if they don't go into work, well, then they're in a bit of a sticky situation because they can't afford to lose their jobs. You can't afford to lose your your <laughs> means of income. Um, speaking of people who are in, in, in danger of their, their incomes being affected, um, the acting Liberal Democrat leader, Sir Ed Davey, along with his well, interesting wall art, uh, was on a video link to Prime Minister's questions. He thanked the government for extending the furlough scheme, which the Chancellor said he will do until October, and asked if the government will do the same for the self-employed. Saying millions of families now have no help in the future. Uh, the self-employed, uh, according to the Prime Minister, are being made sure that they do get their payments for over three months of up to seven and a half thousand as well. I'll have to look into that a little bit further before I, I make a comment on that. Uh, the self-employed can use the SEISS, or the Self-Employed Income Support Scheme. That is the government help for it. Now, there were other questions. Uh, there was one about the Electoral Commission. Um, Conservative backbencher Sir Peter Bone, oh, sorry, Mr Peter Bone, um, was attacking the Electoral Commission for investigating those involved in the Vote Leave campaign saying that they are now totally innocent, as has been found by the police. Um, and he was asking for the abolition of the Electoral Commission. Um, it, it's not going to be abolished. Well, I'll put that one to bed. The Prime Minister hoped that all those who spent so much time and energy drawing attention to their supposed guilt will spend as much ink 
drawing attention to their genuine innocence. Uh, and um, well, finally, what I, I will I will say is that um, one final question from Labour's John Speller, which accused the government of washing its hands of people with indefinite leave to remain in the UK, saying many are still stranded abroad. Um, Boris Johnson did not engage with that accusation and said 1.3 million Britons have returned since the Foreign Office advice changed, and saying the government has provided £75 million towards the cost of special charter flights. Well, what I will say here is that the Prime Minister came out of that session looking uh, tired, quite tired, um, quite drained, actually. It was a, a fairly combative session. Um, and I wonder whether the the attacks made will will stick. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you all around again soon for the next one. And goodbye. Mm-hmm.